Are you looking for true personal freedom? The freedom to design the life you truly desire? Then you're absolutely in the right place. True personal freedom comes from when you take 100% responsibility and control of your money and your mind. Here, you're going to learn ideas, tips, and wisdom that's going to help you bridge the gap from where you are now to your dream life in the future. My name is Randy Wilson, and welcome to the Rich Mind Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Rich Mind Podcast. This is actually going to be the first episode for the podcast as it gets started here. So I'm super excited that you're here. I'm glad that you decided to join me today. And hopefully today I'm going to bring a lot of value into your life. And that's the intention for the podcast as we move forward. So today I want to describe to you what the Rich Mind Podcast is, even where the name for the podcast even came from. I want to talk a little bit about freedom, personal freedom, and how you can try to get a little bit more of that every day. And I hope to bring you some tips and tricks, some experiences that I've had that's helped me along the way. And then I definitely want to get into a little bit of my story. I want to tell you a little bit more about me have you get to know me uh, a little bit better. That way, maybe some of my story might resonate, might sound similar to yours, uh, maybe offer some hope. Uh, anyways, I just want to share that quick story and see if I can't help you uh, make today a little bit better. That's the goal, get a little bit better every day. So let's start off with the Rich Mind podcast and why I decided to call it the Rich Mind and where it came from. In my experience and in my journey, I've realized and discovered that true personal freedom, and we're going to talk about that here real soon, but true personal freedom comes from when you take control of your mind and your money. So that's where the rich mind comes from. So money in terms of currency, dollars, and we'll talk more about that in the future, what that those terms actually mean and the differences between the two. But at this point, we'll just call it money. When you're looking for money, and you're looking to make more money, I'm going to suggest that it starts from the inside. It starts with your mind. It starts with an idea. It starts with your thoughts. It starts with how you feel. Uh, some things that maybe you haven't heard before, or maybe you have. And I hope to maybe shed a little bit of light on in maybe a different way that might sound different, that might be coming from to you from a different angle. Uh, that might impact you and help you navigate some of the uncertainties that are going on in the world today. So with that said, the rich mind, uh, I believe it starts with having the correct mindset, starting from the inside and working outside. It's not easy work. I will tell you, I've been in the process of working on myself for many years, and I would say that I've really worked hard at it for the last 12 to 24 months. And I tell my wife every day, it's the hardest work I've ever done. And it obviously is not a physical work, but as far as the mental ability and the effort that it takes to control and think in a different way, it's it can be very challenging. But I will also tell you that it can be also very rewarding. And once again, I hope to share a lot of those stories as we move on. So let me get a little bit into my story. Let me let you know a little bit more about myself. That was a little bit about the podcast and what I, uh, where it came from, uh, what I want to do. My goal is to share with you some of these personal development, internal mindset ideas, some 
maybe even some techniques, some some things that I've learned in my journey that have totally changed my life. So I want to start with some personal development, but then I also want to talk about financial education. Those two things I've discovered are not discussed. They're not common in our society. And I have had to find a lot of the answers I've sought after on my own. And so once again, uh, hence the reason why I've wanted to create this podcast uh, to get that information out there uh, to as many people as I can. And I will resonate with some and others I won't. And that's okay. But the idea is I'd, I want to try to give back as much as I can uh, some of the information and the things that I've learned over my time of trying to grow both personally and obviously financially as well. So a little bit about me. Let's get into my story. My name is Randy Wilson. I'm 40. I'll be 49 coming up this year. 49 years old, almost 50. Uh, I was born in a town called Fort Wayne, Indiana, which is northeast Indiana. But I consider my hometown where I was raised in a town called Muncie, Indiana, which is about an hour northeast of Indianapolis. I lived there from first grade through uh, all the way through getting married and moving on into life with my wife. So that's where I why I consider that basically my hometown. Uh, a little bit about Muncie. Uh, there's not really much that I'm aware of that uh, really makes Muncie uh, a great town other than it's uh, Ball State University is the home of Muncie. So if you're familiar or, or pay attention to any kind of college, Ball State is there. Also, one other thing that I always like to talk about is that Muncie, uh, if you're, uh, I'm a muscle car guy. So 60s muscle cars, Chevelles, Camaros, those types of things. You can see my little image if you're watching the video. I've got a little Camaro plaque behind me. But anyways, Muncie Transmission. So GM uh, produced a, a product or their transmissions. And you can hear this term uh, coined a lot out there is that Muncie Transmissions. Well, that's where they came from was Muncie, Indiana. So GM, uh, Borg Warner. So Muncie. Uh, not not a whole lot going on. Uh, the joke is my wife, uh, she's more of a city girl. She was born more of, of a in a in a city, but I was I was raised in cornfields in the cornfields of Indiana. Uh, that's kind of the running joke between my wife and I. So that it, that's that's kind of how it was. So with that said, uh, growing up, we didn't have didn't have a whole lot. Didn't have a whole lot going on. Didn't have a bad childhood. I wouldn't say it was fantastic by any means either. And I'll get into a little bit more about that as far as uh, the relationships I had with, with my parents. But it wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It was just, I, you know, looking back on it, I would say it was, it was kind of middle of the road. It was kind of average. There wasn't much going on as far as uh, things to do. Uh, if, if it's hard to imagine, but, you know, things prior to the Internet, things prior to uh, life as they are today. It's hard to think back to when we were out just playing just games, just games with the local kids. Wiffle ball was always a, a big game. Basketball then became my big passion. So baseball and basketball were my passions as I got into more of the middle school and my high school realm. So fast forward a little bit into high school. Uh, I was, I wanted to be a professional basketball player. I really did. I, I remember vividly telling my mom probably early in my high school career, probably probably freshman, maybe, maybe right around that time, maybe freshman in high school, that my goal and I wanted to be paid. I didn't necessarily care how. I didn't necessarily care how much. I wanted to be paid to be a basketball player. And I didn't even really even know what that meant. I mean, I, I, I just watched. So Michael Jordan was was the, the name back then. In Indiana, we were lucky. We uh, 
we had access to him being in Chicago, we were able to get a lot of the games telecast uh, here or where I was back home. And so I got to grow up watching Michael Jordan like almost every game, uh, which was a lot of fun. But I wanted to be like Mike, right? I wanted to do, I, I knew I probably didn't have the physical ability of Michael Jordan, but at the same time, I just loved uh, the way he played the game and the passion that he had. So I, I had a little bit of success in middle school, going into high school. And so I decided I was going to give it my best and try to go for it uh, within the basketball realm. I did okay. I had some success. We are a school, actually, fast forward a little bit further into our senior year. Uh, we actually took our team uh, further in the state tournament up till that point than it ever had been. So Indiana was one of the last states that didn't play by what's called the class system. So what that means is that Indiana, you had the opportunity as a small school to go play against the bigger schools, uh, the larger city schools. And being from where we were out in rural Indiana, our little small school never really made it very far, to be honest with you. So as we get into the sectionals and in the regionals, uh, we always came up against bigger, tougher competition. But for our senior year, we actually took the team further uh, than it had ever been up to that point. And that was probably a big accomplishment as far as uh, for, for me and for our school. It was a lot of fun back then, uh, having some fun with some friends, uh, going to obviously the games and the tournaments and then the parties afterwards and, and all the things that come along with that. Had a really good time. But part of my journey was dealing with my father. And I remember vividly as I was entering or getting through my senior year and baseball was a part of that too. I would probably say, and I didn't really touch about the baseball part. I would probably say I was probably better at baseball than I was at basketball, but I was more passionate about basketball than I was about baseball. But my dad was pushing me nonstop all the time. I was never good enough. I, I, it was it was one of those things. It was he wasn't always verbally abusive, but at the same time, he was definitely it was almost the silent treatment. He would give me that look or he would walk away. I remember vividly uh, in a baseball game, I, I center field. That's what I used to play. And I used to love playing center field. He would stand on this on the uh, fence line near the dugout. And if I made a bad play or if I was in the wrong position or if I'd struck out the inning before or whatever the negative thing that I had done, he would sometimes yell at me from the, the uh, sideline, from the fence line. And other times he would just disappear and I wouldn't know where he would go. Sometimes I think he just left or, or at least went back to the car. And I will tell you that those were probably the most hard moments really of my life. I mean, they still really impact me today. I always wanted to please that man. I, I loved him dearly. I wanted him to appreciate what I was trying to do. Uh, I, I knew that I wasn't as good. I wanted to be better. But as I was progressing on into my career, I was realizing that I wasn't going to be good enough to go to the next level, uh, whether it be college or anything else for that matter, whether it be baseball or basketball. And so that was very disappointing uh, for myself. I really decided I, I gave it all up. I remember vividly uh, about halfway through the spring baseball season of my senior year. And he and I having a very heated argument outside. And I told him I was done. I, was, I wasn't going to do it anymore. I was over it. And I didn't follow through with that. I did finish the season. But at the same time, I had checked out for sure. Uh, and so it was a point of of 
uh, total frustration. I didn't know what I was going to do. Uh, I went into, uh, I wasn't good in school. I was C average at best. As far as my schooling, I didn't, I had no direction because my goal was to play ball. I was basketball and baseball would have been fine too, but basketball for sure. So when I got to that point, I didn't know what to do. I almost joined the Marines. That was the only thing I could think of. Uh, so if you can imagine, my dad was at this point, well, you need to figure it out. You need to go figure out what you're going to go do. And I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't necessarily have any support. Um, our school was okay at best, I would say, at, at helping us trying to learn those things. And at that moment in my life, I didn't know what, I didn't, had no idea what I was going to do. So I, the only thing I could think of was the military. Uh, I almost joined the Marine Corps. I actually uh, went to the sign up multiple times. I think probably two, if not three times, spoke with the gentlemen that were there, almost ready to sign. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, Ball State University, which I mentioned earlier, sent me uh, the letter that I, they let me in. I couldn't believe it. I had a terrible GPA. I was awful in the SATs. I have no idea how or why they chose to let me in to the university, but they did. So I quickly retracted. Basically, it was a verbal commitment to the military. And I decided to go to college instead. Once I, my parents found out about that, they were, I don't know if they even knew if I was even looking in the military. I actually, I, I think I kept that to myself, at least for the uh, for that moment in my life. But they were obviously excited that I was going to be able to get into college because they didn't, they weren't expecting that either. So I didn't know what I was going to do there either. Uh, I'm, I'm a creative. Uh, you'll see a lot of the, the art that I create even for my my pages and for this uh, podcast and for anything that I do is, is me. I, I, I like being creative. I love being, yeah, I'll just use creative. Creative is what I do. And so with that, my, my dad suggested that I go try to be an engineer and I'm not an engineer. I, <laughs> he thought that drawing, so CAD drawings or, or computer, computer aided drawings, CAD was going to be my way of being creative in college. Well, that didn't work because that's not me. I'm not, no, that's, that, it was completely opposite. Needless to say, I didn't make it very well in college. I had a lot of fun. Uh, me and my friends, uh, or I should say friend, the friend I hung around with the most was, was fantastic. But at the same time, no, college, college wasn't, wasn't my thing. Uh, I didn't necessarily like school, period. Uh, and I knew, uh, almost from the beginning that it wasn't going to work out real well. But the one thing that did happen at a coming out of college was I met my wife. I met my wife in the dorm rooms of Ball State University, and it was the fall of 94. Wow, I'm dating myself here. Fall of 94, met my wife. And we've been together ever since. We were just having the conversation last night. I don't think there's probably been a single day since we've met that I haven't at least talk to her in some way, shape, or form. So back then, obviously, it was a lot of uh, telephone calls. But uh, now it's it's text messages or, you know, obviously, we live together. So I see her or virtually every day. But even when we're traveling, even when uh, through the busy times of life, I don't think I've missed a single day of, of at least speaking to her for the last nearly 30 years. Uh, so anyway, she's been, she was the best thing by far that came out of Ball State University. 
So with that said, uh, we dropped out of school. I dropped out of school. And then she ended up dropping out of school right behind me. And we started life. We started grinding. We started hustling. One thing that uh, my father did help me with was he uh, got me into a retail position uh, in high school that had the opportunity to keep moving up within that corporation, within that company. It was a grocery store chain here in local Indiana. And I took the opportunity to, when I dropped out of school, that I was going to go full force head on into trying to figure out how to get better and move up into the company. So that's what I did. So I spent from my early 20s till about 30 just grinding, doing everything I could. Um, If they asked me to go certain places, I would go. If they asked me to work late, I worked late. If they asked me to work thirds, I worked thirds. If they asked me, it didn't matter. I did everything I could to uh, help propel me into what I thought was going to be a better position within that company. And that's exactly how I was taught to be. And the good news is, is from within within that company, it worked out well. I moved up very quickly. Uh, My wife and I, we were in the beginning processes of starting our our family. Uh, In this time, I had I have had a a son um, and also a daughter, actually two daughters. And we were just like it was just life. We had made the decision early in life in our marriage that uh, she was going to stay home with the kids, which meant that I was going to be the one grinding and working. And I did. I missed a lot of events in retail. Uh, if you're not familiar, it's basically 24 seven. So unless the stores is closed, but in the grocery store business, it, it literally, the stores open 24 hours a day minus Christmas. So, you know, minus a few days, a couple days a week or a couple days a year, excuse me, it's open. And so my life was literally 24 seven to the point where in my thirties, I actually had worked hard enough. Uh, I had gotten a shot to be my own, uh, boss or my own boss, meaning they had given me uh, the responsibility of opening my own store as a store manager. That was always the first goal was to work my way through the ranks of the clerk's uh, assistant manager up to store manager. I thought that was going to be the ticket to getting me to the next level as far as uh, financially um, from the status of the position, that type of thing. That was, as I mentioned, in my early 30s, I think right around 30, 31 maybe is when that happened. So two years into that journey, this is when my life and my story totally hit a pivot. And you'll hear me talk about pivots a lot when I talk about things uh, going forward in the podcast. But about two years into running this store uh, that I was a store manager of, and when you're a store manager, you're responsible for the entire building, front to back, side to side, top to bottom, everybody inside, all the inventorians, everything, 100% all the time. And so I took that very personally, did everything I could to try to make the, my facility profitable. And I couldn't do it. It just was bleeding cash. We had very a lot of maintenance issues. I couldn't get anything to work right. Sales were bad. Uh, the community wasn't necessarily embracing the, the store. I did everything I could. I used to cut the grass for the store and I would do that for free. I was trying to, <laughs> I was doing everything I could to save uh, the, the, my little store, a little bit of money, uh, each week, each month, each period, we call them periods. So each month basically, and I did everything I could. So what happened was, and this is the part that really jolted my life was that one, one morning, uh, my supervisor came in first thing in the morning, it's about 9am, which was very abnormal 
very abnormal. He, he and I had a great relationship and he would usually hit my store late in the day. And he always used to tease me and tell me that he did that because he always liked the end of the day with on a positive note, meaning we always had good conversations. Very rarely did I ever rock the boat where he needed to discipline me or anything like that. So he always would hit me late. But th- today he hit or that day he hit me early, which I knew instantly that something was going on. He told me uh, early that, yeah, he had something he wanted to share with me and then I needed to, to finish up what I was working on. But let's meet back in the office. So we did. We walked in my office and he pushed the door shut, but it was a very heavy, big, heavy door and it slammed so loud. It scared, scared the life out of me. I did. It was like a big bang. I sat down and my heart was racing at this moment. I didn't know what was going on. And he very calmly looked at me and said, Randy, the, the company has decided to, we're going to shut this location down. We are going to, uh, it's not doing well as, and I knew that, and we're going to stop operations. I think I had a month to liquidate what I had, uh, tell my personnel, tell my vendors, tell everybody I had 30 days to liquidate. So that there was a huge, huge slap in the face. As I mentioned, I took it very personal with everything I did in my store and in my business. I considered it my business. It wasn't my business, but I considered it my business. And for him and the company to come in and basically pull that away from me, I realized real quick and right in that moment that I wasn't in control. I wasn't in control of my future. It didn't matter what I thought. It didn't matter how much effort I'd put into it. It didn't matter. I was not in control. And so I decided in that moment that something, this wasn't right. And what I mean by right was that this wasn't the best solution for me moving forward in my life. So I went through the motions. I closed the store and they moved me to a different location. But at that moment, I didn't have the mojo anymore. I didn't have the desire to put in all the effort that I had put into the store previous. And so I was contemplating, what do I need to do? What do I need to do to figure this out? And the only thing I could think of was that I to go to the local library to start looking for information as to why I was struggling financially. We were paycheck to paycheck, uh, raising three kids, uh, the, the, just like everybody else, the mortgage, the cars, the stuff, right? The stuff that's, that's keeping you buried or is definitely keeping me buried. And I had to figure it out. I was tired of, of the grind. I was tired of, of working hard and not necessarily getting where I wanted to be. So I went to the local library. And in the local library, I found the book uh, and it jumped right off the shelf at me. It was the book by Robert Kiyosaki. And a lot of times folks will refer to the rich dad, poor dad. But mine was Retire Young, Retire Rich by Robert Kiyosaki. That book jumped off the shelf at me because it had exactly in the title, what I was looking for. I opened that book. I took it home, checked it out, took it home, and I devoured that book. And I'm not a reader. As I mentioned, I was not good in school. Uh, I would even classify myself today as a great reader because I don't necessarily like it. Thank goodness for audios like this podcast because I'm I'm an avid podcast listener and YouTube and that type of thing. But at the time, uh, it was uh, read the book. Inside those pages, I was learning more about financial education, more about personal development than I had ever heard in my entire life. 
I wasn't exposed to any of this growing up. I was excited in one sense, but then I also became very frustrated in the other, meaning I wasn't sure why folks in my life, whether it be people I worked with or my family, for sure, wasn't sharing these ideas uh, with me. I thought they were keeping it from me. I really did. And this was uh, back, as I mentioned, in my 30s. And I, and I didn't know why, but I was going, I was determined I was going to try to figure out what I could do to change my situation based on the information that I was reading in the book. That took me down a rabbit trail of learning, reading. Thank goodness, uh, podcast, as I mentioned, came out. Back then, a lot of the information was on CDs. Uh, I, I would get uh, CD programs, and I was commuting an hour each way to work. I would listen and just devour content as fast as I possibly could because I, as I started learning and I started to apply, my life began to change uh, ra rapidly from my work working life to my family life all the way to where I am today. So fast forward and a couple of pieces of that story that I, I left out, but I did that on purpose that I want to share with you. That is, is a big part of, of what I want to talk about is that both of my parents are gone. Both of my parents have passed and they passed very early in life. My mom passed one month before her 50th birthday. And this was, my son is 25. And so that would have been 24 years ago. So my son was one when, when my mom passed. So 24 years ago, my mom passed. More recently, my dad passed. My dad passed six months before he was supposed to quote unquote, retire from work. He was almost to his 65, that, that magical number that a lot of us are taught is the right way, uh, the, the time frame of when we can re retire. He was six months away and he found out uh, in May or June of the year prior that he only had six months to live. It was one of those, those, those instant moments that he found out and, and it was right. He, he passed that December in 2014. I tell you that because that's a part, a big part of why I'm, I'm the way I am today, why I am so adamant about sharing what I've learned is that life is too short. We all hear that and we all know that. And a lot of times we don't necessarily take the right action, even with that knowledge. And I want to encourage you today to think of ways, think of, think of things uh, that you want to improve, whether it be from a financial standpoint, maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's uh, your own self and realize that the clock is ticking. And I don't mean that to sound negative, but at the same time, it's, it, I say it to try to sp spur up some, some urgency within you to begin taking some action today. So back then to where I'm at as far as as I continue to learn the processes and things within financial education, personal development, and we're going to get into a lot of those topics inside of this podcast. That's that's what I want to do. So I'm not going to go into those things today. But what had happened was as I was learning, I started to share these things with my dad. And this was obviously before he passed. He started to get, I started to notice that he was getting excited about the things that I was sharing with him, different things about learning about the banking system and how, how things work, how things operate, uh, how you can use them to build businesses, create profits, build a, a lifestyle that you really truly desire. He was super excited. We would have lunch, lunches, uh, and it would last for almost hours. 
it was a lot of fun. At least that that those moments in my life, as I shared earlier, it wasn't always so fun with my dad. But those those times were definitely some fun. But what had happened was that one night my dad called me and said, hey, I've got a lot of information. I just want to run by real quick. I, I want to show you something that, that I've been collecting over the last few weeks. And, and I said, sure, come on over. He brought over a manila folder about an inch thick with a bunch of papers inside. And what had happened is we sat down at the kitchen table and he opened this manila folder and he started going through deal after deal. These are real estate deals back in the day. Deal after deal after deal that he was scouring the internet based on the information that we had been sharing, all these ideas, all of these things that he was so excited about. He was literally giddy at the table. And in that moment, I realized that my frustration back in my 30s and even as I was growing up with my dad was that he didn't know. He didn't know to be able to share with me. He didn't know that there were different options that he could have made, different decisions that he could have made based on new information, based on different techniques, different ideas that he could have changed the trajectory of, of our life as a family and definitely my life growing up. And so at that moment, I had peace. I realized that it wasn't him all along. It was the fact that he didn't have the information himself to share with me. So I say all that with the intention is that once again, that's where this podcast is. My hope is that I will be able to share with you ideas, tips, strategies from both a personal development mindset perspective, but then also from a financial perspective. I don't have all the answers, but I do have some. And my intention is to share with you as many of those as I possibly can and in a form where you can learn about them, take some action. If you don't understand what I'm talking about, look that up, figure out more about it, start applying some of these things into your life. I'm telling you, you have the ability to take control. It's all about control. You need to take control of your mind. You need to take control of your money. And if you do that, your life will totally be different moving forward. And I know that because that's exactly what's happened to me. So fast forward, both of my parents have passed. I have a fantastic family. My wife and I have been married nearly 27 years. I have three children. Uh, my son is 25. My middle daughter is 23. And I have a youngest that's 21. I still live here in Indiana and I design my life. I don't have anybody telling me what I can and can't do. Uh, I've built businesses. I've owned real estate and I still own real estate. And I'm working on myself every single day. And I'm launching this podcast. I'm super excited about this. This is going to be so much fun. So that's a little bit about me in a nutshell. And I would love to learn and hear about you uh, as we go further in this journey. Uh, my intention is to create as much value as I can in your life in, sh in the short periods of time that we have. So feel free. Don't hesitate to reach out to me. Uh, you can DM me on all the normal platforms. Um, you can also email me uh, if that is, is your preferred method uh, and whatever is best. Don't hesitate to uh, give me some feedback. You can also you know, offer some criticism as well. I'm not saying that I know everything because I do not. But I'm telling you that I'm going to share with you the things that have worked for me and the things that I'm working on and with the hopes that they will help you also in the future. So I really appreciate your time 
Uh, as I mentioned, those emails and those links to my socials will be in the show notes here. Uh, so don't hesitate to use those to reach out to me. Um, and I really just appreciate your time. This is probably a little bit longer of a version of a podcast, this, at least the solo episodes that I intend to do. Uh, but at the same time, I wanted to get you uh, a little bit of my story. That way you can learn a little bit more about me, kind of hear uh, where I'm coming from and what I hope to give to you as we move forward. So thank you for your time today. I look forward to connecting to you in the future. And until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me on the Rich Mind Podcast. I hope you found a ton of value in this episode. If so, I'd really appreciate a five-star review. And you can also share it with your family and friends. And as my mentor, Jim Roden, shared with me, in order to have more, you must first become more. And in order to become more, you must work harder on yourself than you do on your job. So go out there today and work harder on yourself to become more and build the life of your dreams. Until next time, my friends.